Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. And I'm Taylor. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I went away for a while. You guys held down the podcast uh, very admirably. The episode is a, is a real slam dunk. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm glad. I, I, I honestly kind of just preferred listening to you two. I thought you had a way better energy. So <laughs> if, if people want to write in and say they preferred Katie and Taylor more, I'll, I'll leave. I'll just, I'll just go. <laughs> I set up a vote right now. It's we- It was weird to have the ep- like put together the episode, and I'm not on it. I'm like, where's my voice? I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I thought that I was a part of something. No, I'm thrilled you guys mm-hmm. did it. But it's not the first time Katie's had to take up the, the mantle. But usually we enlist like Jake S. Weissman or, uh, pretty much just Jake. <laughs> um, so yeah, to, to have fill in yeah, is, But would is... Jake ever have picked Baby Genius? I doubt it. I doubt it. But mm-hmm. Jake is fucking every day on Twitch now. That's his new thing. He's doing like screen. Oh. He's doing like screenplay live where he like shares his like final draft and then he also shares himself like live like every day, and you can like chat with him and like interact and like sort of like come up with a script together. It's pretty interesting. Um, he does that, and then he was also showing like clean sheets on there, like on marathon, like on a loop. Um, did a break trailer, which I appreciated. Uh, so nice. I don't know. Check sh- it out at yeah. Jelly Roll Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, Jelly Roll Chicago. I didn't mean to shout that out, but once we're talking about Jake, I'm like, I'm the only one. I, I mean, like, I know I'm watching it, and I don't want to be alone. I'd love to chat with people. So, um, it's a blast, and hopefully I'll be on there soon because I want to do like commentaries and shit. I may. I literally bought Jake the last detail on Amazon Prime, so he he would have to do a video commentary with me. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ew, today, yeah. Any, anyways, <laughs> this is why nobody wants me on because I just fucking talk and ramble. Are nobody you? wants me on. We got like five emails saying that nobody wants me. On. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, making is very dramatic for someone who just went to New Jersey for a full week. Yeah, to, I was at the I was at the movies, movies pop, pop up. up. Yeah, don't feel bad for him, anybody. Name drop. He's doing just fine. Um, he didn't name drop. He dropped a restaurant. Cow, golden yeah. calf, the beloved bovine movie. Mm-hmm. I'm eating it. Um, <laughs> Katie, and we're loving it. Katie, <laughs> yeah, Katie why'd you why'd you uh, mm-hmm. uh, pick Grandma's Boy? I'm intrigued because this is a fucking a gem to me. Well, I you know, for one thing, during our kissing booth episode, you mentioned at uh, at some point while we were talking um, that the DDR aspect yes. also appears in Grandma's Boy. And I I was thinking about it, and I remember really enjoying Grandma's Boy. And I thought to myself, well, I know Luke likes it, and I want to see if it holds up for for me. And I uh, I was like, yeah, let, let's let's revisit it because I remember it being like a nice, comfortable like college era film that I enjoyed. Uh, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop. Oh, no, 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 that's oh, it. Wow. I just wanted to it see like if I would up. love it as much as I did. Yeah, and then I thought you were going to be like, and I fucking No, I'm did. sorry. You were like, I fucking despised yeah. it. I thought that's what you were going to say. No, I don't. I don't, actually. I I think I like it a little less, but yes, I fair. still enjoy fair. it for the most part. Yep. I, like, I, th- there's weird gender stuff, and mm. some jokes don't land, but on the whole, like, I don't know. I think that the, the old ladies are charming. Yeah. Um, it's... I yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's a perfectly like relaxing 
film surprisingly wholesome for the genre they went and made mm-hmm. a wholesome stoner comedy um and that's not something you see every day i i think that like mm-hmm. not from this company uh, yeah happy madison they do they do like i feel like they are pretty good at like tame family like pg-13 walk the line comedy this is definitely a i think this is a rated r for sure yeah but Mm-hmm. And also the DVD has an unrated, but I don't think I've ever watched the unrated cut. I, I haven't popped that DVD in in quite some time. So maybe that's something I'll do tonight because I'll tell you, you want to talk about like a peaceful, like easy watching movie. This is one that I used to throw on constantly. Like me and my sister had this on, on the recorded on the old TiVo. Um, probably mm-hmm. like you say college and this is like that college like humor. But for sure for me, this was hitting when I was like, 13 i feel like is my peak of Mm -hmm. watching grandma's boy and just like being obsessed with this movie um Mm -hmm. and and it's just hilarious you're right like some of the jokes don't land as hard and for taylor going in like cold never seeing it before i think she's like it's not bad or just kind of boring and i'm like yeah that's fair because like you know the stakes aren't terribly high yeah the stakes aren't terribly high and like the the jokes aren't always like the best jokes but they like leave the air as if they're really which i don't care about i think they are funny because a lot of the actors crack me up and continue to but Mm -hmm. some of it is like i think dante is super funny but i think i don't speak for taylor but she like you know he's definitely cliche yeah my here's my Mm -hmm. thing it felt like we left air for people who are stoned to get the jokes which is like Mm -hmm. um, i would say that that the the viewing would have been enhanced if one would mm-hmm. be stoned. My, my life is enhanced. Uh, so, but <laughs> I thought it was like, I was kind of waiting for the raunchiness to hit. I was waiting for that. And we got that we got to it. Barry and, sucked on his first yeah, booby for 13 hours. That happened. And the accidentally ejaculating yes. on the friend's mom it's so happened. funny because we started watching the movie and i go taylor i don't have to pay attention really i'll make you some lunch i could quote this entire movie to you so like i need you to pay attention to be on the show <laughs> and i'm like i think this mm-hmm. is gonna be fine and then like i'm in there and then i remember he's like staying at nick swardson's house and i go oh fuck you might hate this movie because i was just like he's about to jerk <laughs> off to a doll and stuff and i was like that is income mm-hmm. all over swardson's mom's face so it is weird Here's the thing. What surprised me was it was like, well, there were consequences for once. And also, I was expecting this is this is where I feel like I've watched so many shitty movies where I'm like, I was expecting him <laughs> to come and then the mom to be like, oh, wow. And then have sex with him. That's where I, I'm like, oh. I have such low fucking standards um, that that mm-hmm. was I was shocked when he actually had like got kicked out. But also, like, they still try to make the joke and be like, my mom said you can still stay here. It's like, well, mm-hmm. it, it's just, it's just, it, he, the whole point is to get him to that place. And we got there. Mm-hmm. Well, even looking at, like, I mean, just, like, even looking at comparing it to other stoner comedies of, like, that same era, I think this is, like, far tamer a premise even than, like, you know, Harold and Kumar walks, I love Harold and Kumar, and this is, like, totally, like, that same, like, like around the same year is totally the same, like, kind of, like, silly stoner comedy that's trying to, it, these are sort of, like, Cheech and Chong reboots, are they not? Like, mm-hmm. they for sure are. Like, you get a couple of guys, I mean, in this, in this case, a little bit more of a group, but the, the spin I like so much about this is that, where does the, it's such an indie little concept, 
in my opinion, to like, like, but at the same time, super high concept. When you pitch it, you're like, oh, this stoner 35 year old is going to go live with his grandma and her old friends. Like it, it's like, when you say that, I'm like, hell yeah, that's a screenplay. When you say that, I'm like, hell yeah, that's like totally a flick. I want to write, make, or watch. It's, it's not something that like, is like, oh, I've heard that before. Cause what other movie can you point to? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and subconsciously, like I was telling Taylor, I'm like, you know, you don't, I don't know if you get break without me watching grandma's boy 300 times as a, as a 13 year old, <laughs> like, like I'm like, well, he goes and he lives with a relative and they get stoned together. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I was like, okay, I see some of these beats. Like I, mm-hmm. I like that and, and maybe drew from it. And I, I think that what a sweet thing that instead of like, you know, going an American pie route, like Taylor's saying, instead you have like the wholesome like kid gets to spend time well grown up man gets to spend time with his grandma mm-hmm. i would do that if i could you know what i mean mm-hmm. like this seems like a fucking like as a grown up it seems like more of a uh like a, a dream like it looked fun as a kid i'm like i don't know what mm-hmm. all that weed nonsense is but i want to eat good food and play xbox with my grandma and now i'm like i know mm-hmm. i know what all that weed nonsense is and i would play some xbox with my grandma so <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, it sounds like a good time. There's just like nobody gets hurt in this situation. Really? And also, he's not a deadbeat. I think that's the other thing is like, yeah. his whole backstory they created is actually like super sweet. And like, like he used to be an accountant. Uh, and he decided that he, he's like, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to be passionate about it. He's really like, wh- uh, that his whole character is pretty much unproblematic. Yeah. Like, I would say that just more than I thought he would be. I don't know why I thought this there, movie was going to be so bad. Well, because it's in that genre. It's there a rated is, R dude comedy. Yeah. It's also, like, like, this does continue in the Happy Madison tradition of, I would say, man children. For sure, but for sure. I, yeah, and, and that that doesn't sit with me as well now that I'm older. But he's definitely not the most grating of the Happy Madison man children. No. Because, again, he did make that that uh, career decision on his own to do what is more, he's more passionate about. And he does care for his grandma. Like, that, he does have things in his life that make him feel more real, for sure. Well, and, like, the the whole reason why he even gets kicked out wasn't because he wasn't paying rent. is because he gave it to some... Mm-hmm. Guy, which is where the problem is. That's, like, the one where the you're runner, like, well, okay. The runner, like, for sure is, like, they... they and that's kind of a happy Madison runner, too. If you have Rob Schneider doing a, a race that isn't a white guy and doing it kind of offensively, mm-hmm. that's a happy Madison movie. And this movie is a happy Madison movie. Uh, so you have that. And then, like, the runner they want to make happen really bad is, like, the jungle animals at Dante's house, which introduces, yeah. like, different, like, character-esque, like, other, like, members of different races. So it's, like, a lot of mm-hmm. even even your boy, like, even your main character is, like, I was working for my dad, and now I, you know, like, he, like, he has the privilege to quit his job, start a different one. He was, you know, so it's, like... Mm-hmm. The stakes are low for good, for better and worse. I d- the I feel mm-hmm. like you get rid of Dante's storyline and put in something a little bit different, and then it like I don't need to see his friend come back to the party with his uh, massage therapy therapists. Do you think that plays different? Also, this being like 2005, and now weed is like more commonplace in the world than like ever 
fucking imagined at the time. Like, you know, like, that's still a time where to... Not not to the everyday Joe, I guess, but especially to, like, the, the teenagers and high schoolers watching that movie. Like, weed is is still not legal everywhere, it, but it's definitely not, like, mm-hmm. this weird, like, animal house, like, fucking 70s throwback kind of, like, Cheech and Chong shit that it comes off of in this movie. Do you notice? I know I'm rambly. Do you notice, Katie, that there's sort of, like, these hardline uh definitions made uh, in the movie about what's okay to do drug wise and like what's okay to do booze wise because refresh my memory the something i was just kind of picking up on is like you know this movie's like yeah smoke a bunch of weed smoke a bunch of weed smoke a bunch of weed but they're like it, alex's game demonic is like fucking kill those meth dealers and like you know what i mean like that shit's mm. bad and i think that's a pretty fair uh uh compass for a viewer, even if they're impressionable. Mm-hmm. I also noticed that it's like, yeah, we're getting fucked up and we're getting wasted, but they're like, yo, your grandpa would have drank 20 beers. That was a problem. Like, don't be an alcoholic. Like, mm-hmm. there's weird morals yeah. in this movie that I think having a grandmother centerpiece in it uh, lends. I wouldn't doubt that the whole and- idea is that it's like, oh, look at the people, look at if someone who is smoking weed that actually has a job and all of this stuff when, like, the big... I mean this is in the era of dare like th- this is mm-hmm. when you're telling everyone that the if you do that you're gonna your brain's gonna get scrambled so it, it feels like the antithesis of that mm-hmm. i i think that there's also like i think a lot of like the sweetness of the movie relies heavily on grandma lily played by doris roberts oh yeah she cries and i think that she has she has such heart, and she commits to the material so well, and she really feels like a grandma who can play Xbox and be believable about it. Yeah, it totally. But I think really sells a lot of this movie. It doesn't make me think twice. Yeah, like, it, I'm like, totally, mm-hmm. totally, I see that. And, like, how down she was to, to chug a beer made me, made me pleased. I was like, I was sitting there having this other flash, and I'm like, why does like shit like bad grandpa or the stupid shit that i mean i'm sorry but de niro like i saw a trailer for de niro's newest movie i love him but it was like mm-hmm. it's i'm sure it's supposed to be wholesome but it's like well, I, those movies with like bad grandpa dirty grandpa the kid versus grandpa i'm like i don't know they seem so mm-hmm. lame and insincere but like i watched i watched grandma grandma doris roberts uh you know drink weed tea and like chug a beer and, and it plays like crazy to me i don't know what the distinction is well, I think that's because that she still has sweetness and she still enjoys things like Antiques Roadshow in a way that doesn't feel like parody. Like, it feels like, oh, yeah, she just genuinely enjoys this. And there's the balance of her character of being both, like, the sweet grandma and also being somebody who still enjoys life and enjoys having, you know, a nice party. Like she, I really think that she sells it, and there, there is a nice balance to her character. Oh my god, it makes me want to go call my grandma. Like mm-hmm. th- that's the whole. Point. I think I think that I do think that a lot of Happy Madison stuff is like call your grandma because I remember um, like Happy Gilmore, how oh, yeah. that is all centered around yeah, yeah his grandma. Mm-hmm. Maybe and I do think grandma. that there is a. Yeah, there's a genuine love of, you know, elderly women 
from this company. Well, also, also, like, let's think about like manchilds and grandmas. It's a perfect win-win situation. Mm. It's it is. Mm-hmm. Y- you can be any age, and grandma's still gonna make you food when you get home, and anything like that. It's perfect combination. Mm-hmm. And grandma's the, not gonna realize that you're smoking weed either. She the idea. Know. Also, she's not antagonistic. No. I think that's a big difference between this movie and those other ones that you listed. Is that she's just. She's living her it. life and she's supportive and it's yeah. also like a matter of like uh yo if i'm not making it if i'm being cool enough to like i'm only chonging my weed out the window when you're not around grandma i'm get i'm working mm-hmm. hard and get my games done like you know she doesn't like he's being respectful about not chonging we- aside from the party like he's not smoking weed in, in the main area of the house he's de- he's being a good guy he's being a good sport about doing it lots of chores he's doing chores and also like he can't um, say no to her that he's not getting his job done. The the life, uh, the life of like inheriting a nice ass. I mean, granted, a woman died to get that bedroom, but a nice bedroom and a mm-hmm. nice old house with these like su- some sassy old ladies who are gonna make me dank ass food while I like toke up on my giant bong and like watch black box cable and d- design video games for a living. It sounds like an amazing lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It sounds like uh, an envious lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm envious. I lo- I love my wife. I'm just saying. Uh, it- I do think I do think it's really interesting that somebody thought to themselves like, "What if the Golden Girls, oh, but yeah. with their grandson, that's with one of their good. grandsons?" That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good call. I wonder. Well, yeah, because w- what's her face is the. The, the lady who um, has sex with one of the kids is definitely, oh, man, I wish, I don't know the Golden Girls. She's not Blanche? In, she's not in, or no, not no, Blanche. Um, oh, no, gosh, what's her it. name? You had it. It was yeah. Blanche. It's, they're the same, they're the same archetype. It's like, for sure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sassy, sexually aggressive. Mm. Love me some Blanche. Mm-hmm. But 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 the other one isn't even like is it who would be Rose isn't even Rose she's just like a full on like zombie of a woman she, yeah she, she, she I do me. wish they would have given her some more character yeah she's a zombie of a woman that's quite the buffet you mm-hmm. have there um, mm-hmm. I think maybe that's probably what is gonna keep this movie as like enduring in my life is that I watched it so much then that the quotes continued and the same people that watched it quote it with you. It's the same breed of people like, like Jake, Jake S. Weissman would quote this flick to me all the time. My sister quotes this movie to me frequently. Like I still, Mm -hmm. I still feel like oftentimes there's little ones that come up. Um, And I think that's the, the mark of a a comedy a good comedy to me is like, I, you know, yo, this movie had a five and a half million budget, made six million at the box office, but you put that fucker on home video and, and, and kids like me got to watch the living shit out of it and, uh, mm-hmm. developed, a, a like a, like our own, like language out of quotes from, you know, happy Madison flicks and other movies like this that, um, were the mark of a true happy childhood, even though I probably shouldn't have been watching it, I guess. It was on TV, though. You could record it on the movie channels. Mm-hmm. It's not like I did anything criminal. Mm-hmm. I'm not in trouble here, Taylor. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that there's not really much trouble with it. Except Another... for Barry's first booby. Yes, obviously mm-hmm. that. That's for just 13 a... hours. And the Dante's character. Like, mm-hmm. I just think that in the... 
Boring. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just putting up my Christmas tree. Let's talk about the evil character. That little Ah, uh, yes. I hate your face. He deserves an award. <laughs> He's working hard. Adios. He, turn, yeah, he really committed. Sorry, I'm being loud. I fucking that's that's uh, he's a fucking gold mine when it comes to mm-hmm. to weirdness. And you're right, like Taylor was obsessed with his performance, especially when he was like spit slobber crying uh in in mm-hmm. Alex's living room. It, it's classic. I, do you, can you recall any other roles from this dude aside from Dodgeball? Like I'm like, "Oh, it's the guy from Dodgeball." And he's hilarious in that. Well, and he's hilarious in this. I didn't realize he was a dodgeball until watching this movie, but like immediately this time I was like, oh, dodgeball. Um, I'm looking at his page right now. His name is Joel David Moore. Cool name. And he he was an avatar. Wow. He was Dr. Norm Spellman, an avatar. Fuck yeah. Well, he, uh, his character is in see? the next one that's supposedly done. He's oh yeah he's gonna be in Avatar two oh, and Avatar three in Avatar living. three he's living he's gonna be in yeah. Avatar sequels until I'm dead so <laughs> I mean think about yeah, it yeah he's gonna be just fine oh he is living Taylor can you imagine can you imagine being in a Jim Cameron movie that makes like more money than God and then he's like hey wait a decade and I'll make five more and your character survives I'd be like hell yes every year at Christmas I'd be like oh my James Cameron check. It, it also looks like the other thing he's well-known for, I've never seen this film before, but in uh, 2006, he was an art school confidential. Fuck, I've never seen that, but it sounds like a movie I'd love. What an interesting title. Mm-hmm. You can see it is probably mm-hmm. a, a well-budgeted indie. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. man. So, yeah. Okay. There we are. Mr. Uh, Joel David Moore. Joel and David he's from Portland. Moore. Wow. Mm-hmm. Portlandian. Uh, Nick Swartzen's from Minnesota. He's a total Vikings fan. Uh, and mm-hmm. the Vikings, nice. Vikings won today. Fuck the Texans. Yeah, skull. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a good way to start the day. You can listen to me talk about the NFL on NFL MAO, a podcast about football. Maybe that's why nobody wants you on this mm-hmm. podcast anymore. Is it because I'm plugging everything? Yeah. I have to plug stuff. You can watch my movie Break on Amazon Prime. Anywho. <laughs> I um. Go ahead, Katie. Yeah, so JP is the villain of this movie. He is a prodigy, who, who, or at least he was a prodigy. He created his first video game when he was 13 years old, and as a result, he is very narcissistic. He believes that he's better than a lot of the people that he works with, and he is the main creative video game developer for the company that our main character works for. And he also tries to woo the love interest of the film, played by Linda Cardellini, but he is extremely awkward. He wears a Matrix jacket and talks in a robot voice when he gets nervous. And at times, I, I, that both didn't land with me, and there were times where I was like, oh no, but I could see someone actually actually doing this. I'm- so I, I kind of towed the line for me, but um, he definitely seemed... I, I could understand his psychology of, of being like a, an adult prodigy who's just been adulated his entire life. And he, and at some point, the, our main character is also working on a video game on his in his spare time, which his grandma loves and has been playing since he's been living at her house. And the villain of the movie, JP, he steals the game and tries to pass it off at his own. And it's only when our main character's grandmother, Lily, comes in to show how well she is at playing the game that they realize that he is the true creator of the game. 
And it's sweet because it gives her, like, a skill and uh, a real moment to shine, which I really enjoy. Dude, I that's where the plot, I'm like, it, it confused me a little. I'm like, wait a minute. So what kind of game is this? I'm like, because it, it didn't seem like it was, like, a, a Mortal Kombat-esque fighter. But mm-hmm. then they, like, show down in it as opposed to, like, walking through levels like it was when Alex is playing it solo, and I'm like, you're telling me that, like, is there a tournament feature built in or something? I don't know. I'm not going to bitch about it. I don't think I don't think the video game aspect of this film is terribly well thought out. Okay. Um, one, one of my roommates was, like, pointed out, like, uh, if somebody, like, like, video game testers are the lowest on the rung when it, ter- when it comes to video game companies, and they usually shell out that responsibility to a different corporation that handles that. They, that's usually not something that is just in-house. And um, the the DDR console actually is something that they built for the movie. Erica pointed this out to me because you know I would not have ca- caught that at all. And you can see the Xbox. So they're actually playing the game from the Xbox. They do play the songs. They're not actually doing the moves. But oh, yeah. it is at least, I confirmed with her, it's the most accurate depiction of DDR that we have seen in a film yet. Fuck yes. Well, so, I'm happy yeah. I was able to, you know, I nailed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. You didn't pick it. No, I didn't, but that was my... I called that. That's what Katie was talking about when they did the bad DDR scene. Are you even listening? Or are you I petting am, Willoughby? I am listening. <laughs> There's a cat just inches away from the microphone, and Taylor's gazing mm-hmm. at it. It's Meanwhile, my favorite thing on earth. Do you even care about Joey King? Is that her name? Uh, no, I don't. I don't yeah. like stop. her character. Hey, stop I don't that. like her character. Okay, fair enough. She she was nominated for an Emmy, and I should watch whatever that is she's in. So I don't know what the Civil War is yeah. or who invented the helicopter, even but though I, I own one. one. I'm thinking about getting metal legs. It's a risky operation, operation but it'll be totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, he, he does strike me as somebody who, JP the villain, he does strike me as somebody who has just existed in a bubble and been told that he's brilliant, and as a result, it's really harmed his socialization. And he, the come-ons are very uncomfortable. It, it That kind of reminded me of Dodgeball, uh, with, um, in a very similar fashion, like you have a slacker main character, the love interest, who is a, uh, a blonde who's very good at her job, and then this weird socially awkward villain who Whoa. just hits on her just nice. aggressively nice. good work good work katie you're nailing this sweet comps that's that's totally <laughs> that's totally dead on um mm-hmm. um the other thing I, I like i wanted to to ask you about is uh is there any side character that we haven't mentioned yet that that particularly tickles your fancy uh we do have an oscar nominated uh actor in jonah hill uh in the mm-hmm. cast my personal favorite <laughs> uh uh unsung hero of the movie is kane because he's totally oh, I like, was just gonna say kane. self-loathing as fuck and also like is really mm-hmm. good at his job too like mm-hmm. he, he he makes a suggestion to save time and render those elves and gnomes different co- colors that jp steals it like a prick no big deal um, stuff. I also love that at some point he says about the main character, he gives me a reason to live. <laughs> He's like, like that really tickles me for some reason. Like he goes, I thought that was delivered very well. Oh my god, I hope I don't get fired. He's like, I hope I do. I'm a piece of shit who deserves to die young. <laughs> I was just like, yep, I used to fuck with that. That's that's my aesthetic. 
He's like, uh, the- fucking Alex rolls in. Don't slit your wrist, Kane. I'm here. I'm like, that's my morning coffee. Oh. That's my morning coffee. It's like so- I'm sitting there going, I'm a piece of shit who deserves to die young. And then my coffee goes, don't slit your wrist, Luke. I'm here. Lucas. Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. that actor's name is Kelvin Yu. And he currently writes on Bob's Burgers. Oh, good for him. He's funny as hell he, in this movie. Yeah. Oh, good for him. He's also a consulting producer on Central Park and has written a few songs for the show. People are, like, sort of crushing in that uh, appear in this movie. I mean, JP is going to be, like, set for life on his Jim Cameron check. Um, say mm-hmm. James Cameron one more time. If we say if we say James Cameron three times fast. He'll show up. Yeah, you know Luke knows movies? Not really. I only know famous ones. Everybody knows James mm-hmm. Cameron. Um, mm-hmm. No, you know, when I when I googled Alan Covert because I love that dude and I always thought he deserved uh, a more prominent role because he's in like every Sandler flick. Um, mm-hmm. I love that he's a leading man in this, but the only thing people not are talking James Cameron, not James Cameron, not Jim. Uh, Alan. The only Alan Covert. The only thing uh, people are chirping about lately is like he sold his house in Calabasas for like. Two and a half million dollars or some crazy shit. So mm. good for him. Everybody's making money. I think he got divorced. It looks like he's sad. been on the happy Ma- the happy Madison track for. Oh yeah, he's a lifer. Basically, I think that, his entire career. I think yeah, they've been friends since like like I think they met in New York or whatever. Like when they were both young, like him and Sandler. Um. Oh yeah. So he's he's also a co-founder of Cherry Tree Books, a publisher of eBooks for children. Wow. How <gasps> about that? What a sweetheart. I think he's funny in this. I think he's charming in Grandma's Boy. Um, I, I like uh, that he, you know, decided to reinvent his life. And so even his peers aren't his peers. Like, he's in this really interesting dichotomy because his coworkers are younger than him and, like, still mm-hmm. fighting fit. Uh, the, the people he, like, you know, living with his grandma and her friends, uh, they're, like, elderly and the only person that he sort of is met on, like, at his level is uh, Linda Cardellini's character um, and then Peter Dante. Uh, so um, it, it's interesting It's interesting to see, like, the sort of stimulation that goes to, like, into the everyday life of that dude. Because, yeah, he's really almost has no peers. Well, they got rid mm-hmm. of, they literally, this movie purposely gets rid of any of those characters. Like... Let's think about this. Kevin he, Nealon. He's really funny. I want to make sure I say that. Yeah, but it, uh, like they've gotten rid of the prick successful man and said they made him a weirdo. So like and then but they didn't. K- Katie's right. When you talk about man child, because they've gotten rid of everybody else, they make the man child even more wholesome because there is no there's no. Um, what do I want to say? Fucking uh, normal dudes. No, I know. It's you know, true. like they. It's they, like they that's all why suck. There's nobody to pick from. It's Nick Swardson's weird ass. Jonah Hill's weird ass. Kane's weird ass. JP's mm-hmm. weird ass. Kevin Nealon's weird ass. Dante's weird ass. Mm-hmm. You're right. They're like they literally... the only normal people in the movie is Grandma, Alex, and Cardellini, pretty much. Alan is. It's the um. Vince Vaughn. Katie's blowing my mind with the comparison. Yeah, it's like, early aughts, like comedies. It's just there. The whole point mm-hmm. is that we the they're just throwing darts in a room. Because no offense, Lisa Cardellini. Cardellini. Linda Cardellini. Linda, ah! 
uh, could do better. World, Easy. Easily. World famous actor. actor. And let's also t- not, I will not sit here and not mention for one second that the things that are said to her as her, as being the boss is so fucked up. What? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side, but are you um, talking about the, are you talking like about the JP? Amount of, amount of people that are like flirting, like flirting with her, but not like. Oh, it kind of flirted. It's like, oh no, I don't want to have sex with you. Or yeah, it's, really it's, it's just yeah, like, oh. it's, kind of, it's like Jesus Christ. But as big yikes. as a woman trying to make it in in a man's world, is that how it is? Um. Uh. Here's the thing. I think I just think that she. I'm not she, defending it. What she? What I would love to have seen a little bit more of is just her being like. Yeah, that's not appropriate. Like just more of that. Mm-hmm. I did say to Luke at the end when. I want to uh, sit on your face, or, or what no, is it? Sit on my face. We finally get Kevin the boss Nealon. to say that's not, that's appropriate. not appropriate. I was like, finally. Somebody at the end of the movie, Help we got the, this. Well, and it, it, it's a great example of how women probably have to just like hear fucking comments and just not say shit, so they can keep on with their goddamn day. But I'm like, somebody, mm-hmm. please tell them that it's not appropriate. And also, like, uh. It's still this woman falling in love with a man who sleeping at his desk, not doing his job. He's still kind of a slacker fuck up. Yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not still... a deadbeat, like you said. He's not a deadbeat. He's, but he's a work. He's got a job. True, but in the movie, he, he jerks does. jerks off to dolls. Yeah. He jerked off to a doll. But no, no, that's so, again. No I don't... panties, Lara? I you know I like it like that. I don't care. I didn't care about that either. I was like, oh, a cheap joke. <laughs> uh, but I, again, when he didn't have sex with the mom, I was like, oh, I guess it didn't go that far. That's how low my standards are. Um, it was, it, he's, he's still in the eye of his boss, literally is sleeping in a business meeting is sleeping at his desk he and he in a is it? Meeting, yeah, is, like, I'd be so mad if you farted in a business <laughs> meeting, babe. <laughs> it's just like he's Katie's right because they've gotten rid of everyone that could be like, oh okay, this guy's just doing their job. Anybody who's doing their job has to be uh weird. I'm just gonna use the word weird mm-hmm. as as so as the so- society normal is. Not to say that that's okay. Just want to be careful with that, um, but it, it, they got rid of everyone, so that that this guy could be the shining star. Mm-hmm. Because she she definitely could do better. She is mm-hmm. she if she was like really trying to get her like job done. This guy is not making her life easier. He's not doing it, even though we know that it's because his he needs to help his grandma do chores. Like we know that. Katie, we're something. We're we're gamers, right? You're a gamer. <laughs> yeah. To an extent. To an extent, I would yeah. say. I finished playing Deltarune last weekend. It was very nice. Fuck yeah. I so yeah. we just got a Switch finally, like I'm three and a half years late. Um mm-hmm. and I, I've I've I feel like the gray bush trying to play Pokemon Sword. Um because I'm an OG boy and I really didn't have like mm-hmm. a DS or anything or like, so I'm, I'm completely lapsed in generations and just kept playing the original games. So now I'm playing and I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know what the fuck's happening, man. I'm like, everything is so fucked yeah. up. It's all 3d. <laughs> and, um, 
uh i i honestly like it, it also like feels like the other like the hello fellow youths meme like i'm like yeah guys let's go on a mm-hmm. pokemon journey and like the the my i'm like i kind of now feel like i should just be like the mom character in pokemon that hangs out in the kitchen and calls up every now and then i wouldn't i wouldn't mm-hmm. be so much into the going out and catching stuff anymore i think kind of a homebody mm-hmm. yeah but as a 10 year old it made sense the point is i'm the mm-hmm. gray bush of the Pokemon Switch world. You're really good. Well, we already left home. I'm not that good. That's the thing, is we already we already left our hometowns and found our right. place. It. So our journey is not over, but definitely not as large as it was when we were children. We didn't have it all You're so right. out for us. You're so Sorry, right. this took a weird turn. It can. I don't know why I'm mentioning I'm this not, right I now. I love Pokemon Sword, by the way. It's 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 a fucking blast. I'm having a good time jumping back mm-hmm. in. There's there's few things more uh, heartwarming than the consistency of, like, I know what to do. Like, I go to the Pokemon Center. Everything's mm-hmm. the same. It's just really bright and colorful now, and the screen is way bigger, and, like, um, mm-hmm. in a, I'm in a different world. Video games are cool, and... All these, uh, all these, like, aside from DDR, all the games they were, like, playing on this movie, Grandma's Boy, were, like, fake games that looked shitty. Um, well, actually, it's funny that you say that, because I was looking at the Wikipedia page, and it turns out that, uh, and I'm just gonna read this, is game developer real? Terminal Reality <laughs> was involved in the film's production, lending footage to promote their game, Demonic. Although the game was canceled before the film's release, the footage remained in the final cut. That so is Demonic so was fucking weird. a real game. Oh my god. Yeah. There needs to be a documentary about that shit. Like yeah. the canceling of a, of a game that was like actually real and featured in the movie. Like that's a crazy good marketing. How the fuck does it get canceled? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. I yeah. need to know. The, uh, you know what I watched recently that kind of makes me think of this is the Wizards or the Wizard? What is that? Have you ever seen it? Is that no. like, is it like 80s? Yes. It's like it was, Power um, Glove shit? Yes, okay. yes. I love the Power Glove. It's so bad. Um, that movie's on HBO Max right now, and it follows a couple of brothers and the, this girl that they meet along the way as they travel to a video game competition in Los Angeles. And um, the whole movie was basically a commercial for Nintendo products. Hell yeah. Because the 80s. And it was all leading up to showing footage, the first footage anyone would see of Super Mario Brothers 3. Fuck yes. And um, so there is kind of a history of of games being, you know, getting glimpses of... Yeah. Or... Yeah, featured in movies. I for sure, sure as fuck would go if it were like if it were the mid if it were like the mid eighties and they were like, "Yo, you'll see some Super Mario three if you go to the theater and watch this movie." I would go. I'd go twice. Mm-hmm. I'm meant people market shit for me. I'm a I'm a lemming. You know mm-hmm. this actually. I also wonder if with Baby Geniuses, if they had a deal to promote Crash Bandicoot in that movie because the baby definitely plays Crash Bandicoot in the. Uh, trying on clothes at the I mall bet they scene. did oh, I, I bet. don't like sony was always like sony and playstation were always trying to like get an edge on nintendo because they started the game late remember those commercials of like crash bandicoot like shouting at the nintendo office like it was like a mascot crash <laughs> yeah <Bandicoot>, like <laughs> megaphoning at the like mm-hmm. nintendo which is super fucking good 
I wonder. I also remember, like, now that we're talking about it, I remember on, like, Stuart Little, maybe one or two. It might have been the second one. I remember this kid coming over and being like, hey, you want to play a game? I brought my PS2. And then, like, they go and play mm-hmm. FIFA on PS2. And I'm like, that that seems like that seems like another. And I feel like Xbox probably w- was, uh, like, uh, oh, careful, babe. <laughs> I feel like Xbox was probably, uh, or, or Microsoft or whatever, maybe shelled out a, a penny or two to make Xbox so prominently featured in this flick by chance. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure they only play on Xbox. Right, right, I'm right. I'm pretty sure. Well... This actually makes me think of something about, like, this being 2005 versus now and why I, like, um, would feel differently. I just think about all the people who make money off of Twitch and, like, the whole video game world. I'm, like, wondering in 2005 if it was also seen as more, like, video games were still, like, oh, you're playing a video game as an adult, like... Yeah, totally. This is still... Yeah, for sure. Like... Like, People playing video games now, I'd be like, oh, I bet you make money. I'd be like, I'd be sitting there being mm-hmm. like, oh, you're a professional video game player. I would be like, well, I bet you probably make more than I do. Well, we live in an era mm-hmm. where it is now in fashionable and profitable to to smoke to smoke and sell weed. It's legal and fine. Mm-hmm. It's fashionable in and profitable. To, to play video games, to like comic books, comic book movies make fucking billions of dollars. It's like everything flipped on its ear. And I wonder if that's because, you know, maybe we were an, a little bit of a nerdier ass generation and we're the ones paying money to see shit now. Or maybe that's the people before us. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But we're definitely like in this really like total hot spot of like that being in the mainstream now. It, it's not that stuff is not on the outskirts of society it was rebellious at one point to like smoke weed you know what i mean now it's like mm-hmm. it's far more is. it's i feel like in general and in, in living in california it feels like more like you you are yeah, more likely to see to illinois for sure but i'm saying like it living in, in like california which is a pretty big chunk of the united states it's like now in 2020 it feels like, I would see somebody hitting a vape pen w- more than I would see somebody smoking a cigarette. Like, it feels that way. Maybe I'm just, like, in this weird fucking hippie bubble, like you're trying to say, but... <laughs> I, I would mean, say, like, let's think about in Illinois, your friend has to go an hour to go buy... He's in a small-ass town, and yeah, then there's a dispensary insane, right... Like, but still, it's a dispensary right there. Yeah, it's a dispensary, but how many states have actually legalized weed? No, I know. I'm saying it's not all of yeah. them, but I'm just saying, like, it, it's not nearly as like edgy as that is in 2005 and it's not even that edgy then but you see what i'm saying yeah like like even when i'm even, this film is a time capsule for sure without a doubt mm-hmm. bulky and bulky ass laptops included what's the rating on this yeah the the technology uh some of the humor the the racial humor especially i think is yeah, very it's oh my god oh. and i'm oh. noticing it everywhere <laughs> the office is terrible yeah. that way um uh mm-hmm. like just lots of stuff you go back and watch and it's like so unnecessary and it was like all in the sake of being like edgy or cringy and it's like now that shit's just like ah man ah there's just so many things mm. that are funny in this world that 16 percent on rotten tomatoes sorry i didn't mean to cut you off mm-hmm. it makes I me curious no clue. what they didn't 16. like will you read a review yes because sometimes i get curious i'm like what 
What are the reviews? What do people say? Okay. What irks Audience them? score is 85, though. Oh. But what's the... <laughs> 16 and 85? That makes sense. Fuck critics. Oh, yeah. Come on, read the, one of the critics mm-hmm. one, though. Eternal Death Slayer 3. <laughs> um... All right, all right, all right. Let's read a review. The sex, fart, and pot jokes come so fast and furious that a white flag seems the most appropriate response. That was from 2015. Um, If you're a video game geek and or a stoner, Grandma's Boy isn't a comedy, it's a documentary. For everyone else, it's (laughs) an interminably flat one-joke movie with admittedly a couple of decent laughs. I'd see Associated Press in 06. Um, I disagree. I disagree, Gary. Uh, Grandma's Boy is an Adam Sandler comedy without Adam Sandler, which is kind of like getting a root canal without the dentist. Jesus Christ. I just feel like this is... Well, <laughs> this is... That's me. This movie's way, way funnier than they're giving it credit for. It drives me nuts that this movie gets They're like, like this is not fucked up enough. I just want to say that right now, right here, right now, that this is the joke of it all, is that people will watch shit... Like fucking, <laughs> oh, yeah. they will watch Kissing Booth. They will watch things that are way more problematic, but because the world sees these things as more of a problem, that they will downrate them. If American Pie has a better rating and people like it more, oh, no. I will, ooh, I will be dun, furious. Dun, 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 no, you're, you gotta I go. Know, I know, I understand. Luke's looking up the rating for, oh my god, sixty-one by critics. 61 for American Pie. Is that American Pie? Yes, but Grandma's Boy... An mm. even 61 on audience and critics of American Pie. This this hits the exact same percentage, whether you like it or not, it's 61. The critics are telling us Mm -hmm. that sex sells everyone, and it's a lie! It's a lie! (laughs) Oh my god, that is like... Look at that audio. When it looks that way, it's a bad thing. You're gonna fucking kill these people. Um... Luke's mad at me. I'm not mad. Not mad. I, I pop. Not it. rare. One of a kind. I yelled. Mm. I got too excited. <laughs> That's too much. Conclusively, how do you feel about Grandma's Boy? <laughs> Conclusively, I feel that Grandma's Boy is a time capsule of the mid two thousands in the sense that some of the humor doesn't land. No. Some of the technology is very of its time. Yeah. A lot of the culture, as you stated has changed significantly but at the same time i find it very pleasant mm-hmm, it i think that it there's there's a lot of sweetness to it i love grandma lily i think she's a fabulous character and i i, I just think it's like a nice movie to have on either in the background or like just to chill out on like a friday night it it's i like that the stakes are low for this particular film because it's a it doesn't. They don't need to be high for this particular film. I didn't feel like I no, needed it to be you do. tense. I think that the uh, the villain is at times cringy, but also in a way that is understandable. And uh, yeah, I I like it less than I did, but I still like it. Say it's better than American Pie. You didn't knock. <laughs> Uh, she didn't. I did. Uh, it's just, the music was pretty loud. Are oh, you so afraid of it? No, I, I just don't like techno. You would if you had robot ears. <laughs> this movie. I, I, I let's just let's just quote it for the last ten minutes. You go next, babe. 
You know I can't do that. Conclusively, Taylor, how do you feel about Grandma's Boy? I think that it's it's not bad. It's good. Nice. All right. There uh, we go. All right. It doesn't bother me. I mean. Aside from Barry sucking on the boobie. No, and Dante. And, and, and the, everything and that is to, to do with the weed dealer and his, his obsession with wild animals. It's just boring. That's the one flat joke. characters. Yes. That okay. whole mm-hmm. house. Like, if Mr. I never visited. Mr. Lee Ho. Yeah. And, if and I never doctor. visited that place, I'd be super happy. Like, if we would, if you take that out. And you take out the boob. But also, let's give it up for the grandma <laughs> getting some more sex. Am I right? Yeah, like, like fair is fair. And Nick it's Swartzen, not, I wouldn't say it's fair. Fair is fair. I wouldn't say it's fair. You don't think so? I would say so. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot. The other line that I think of often is uh, when she's talking about giving a handjob to Charlie Chaplin. And he asked, was he silent? And she goes, not after I was done with him. <laughs> that does get a chuckle out of me every time. Do you think... I, do you think that I must she admit. invented the the hand job? No, no. <laughs> good question. Yes, good question. But I, she did say that she invented invented the <laughs> finger and the ass during a blowjob. The the delivery of that line, I think, is what really sells it. Is that he really does <laughs> seem question. like he's holding court. <laughs> mm. It's you know it, it's it's it, I'm happy to have it on my shelf. Katie was like, we we have to rent it to watch it. And I was like, I don't have to rent shit. Okay, <laughs> I have to go to, to the old family video in my closet. All I can say mm-hmm. is welcome to the island of misfit toys. Yeah. That's this movie. It is. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like. Uh, and they don't deserve the 16%. That hurts my feelings. It's weird. No. You'd be shocked to see I, I do think has. it's better than 16%. What is breakout? I don't know. We're not on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. People right. on IMDb aren't always kind. They're mean. <laughs> Um, it's mean. With with uh, you know what you know how I feel. I love this shit. I mean, there's problems in it for sure. Mm-hmm. Listen to the episode. You heard it all. Um, and with all that being said, I've been Luke. I've been Katie, and I'm Taylor. And you have a good one, folks. Mm-hmm.